Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey, everybody. Arch here, and it is Monday morning. Sex Panther, what's going on? Oh, you know, things are already awry. If Sex Panther is the first person that you agree, we're without Max again. He's going to be in and out all week long. Who knows? Maybe all month long. He loves that great city of New York. He likes going down there and visiting. So uh, (laughs) we're without Max today and just hanging out and talking sports. That's right. We're uh, We're bringing somebody up to the big boy table. What's going on, Phil? You got to unmute Phil. Unmuted. Surprise. What's up, gang? <laughs> What's going on, man? Can you hear me? Yeah. All right, man. This... Yeah, I'm, I'm coming from a uh, inside today, so I don't have my normal rig, so uh, you'll have to bear with me. But thanks for having me on. Wow. Sex Panther. This is what it's like talking to you. Yeah, it is. Oh, shit. I kind of I said pre-show. I was like, I don't like where he's sitting. I, I, I thought it was a little rough there, but uh, we'll get through it or drive and talk, find another parking spot. <laughs> it's got to be in reverse uh, right now. I can hear it. Like, yeah, you can hear the going on. But, is this, <laughs> I'm moving. I'm, I'm, I'm in route to a better parking spot. Yeah, we're, this will be fun, though, because we're going to talk our typical. We got, we got basketball. We got hockey. We're going to talk a little NFL, but... We're going to get some NASCAR in today. Yeah, we are. We're going to get in some NASCAR. So, so Phil, how did we do over the weekend? All right. Um, I'm on the highway now, but uh, we, we took a small L on the card. Uh, it was to the tune of about two units. We were saved by the head-to-heads. We went six and five there. Um, but our main horse was Ryan Blaney. And uh, Blaney's pit crew uh, foiled him at every turn. And uh, he lost cumulatively 65 spots on pit road yesterday. 65 spots. So uh, he had no chance to win. It was pretty rough. Did he like get out of the car and take, start taking swings at the mechanics? Did we see? He anything? should have. <laughs> he should have. And, and the only real good excuse to, to lose that many spots is if like you know they handed him like a cheesesteak or something during the pit stops. I just I don't understand what was happening. But I fired everybody on Twitter. I, I don't know if you saw my rants, but I, I fired everybody. And uh, we shouldn't have to worry about it next week. Is this a problem with the next gen cars that we've, you know, kind of wondered what the changes would be? Is this a next gen car problem? Um, I, I think it's a. Um, most of the pit stops now, you're you're waiting on fuel. Like you get the since it's only one lug nut on each tire. Um, you know, the pit stops w- with the tires are done before the fuel is actually full. So I, I don't know if it's like a, you know, if if it's a gas problem. Or if they, I know at one point they struggled with the, uh, the passenger side rear tire, but yeah, I, th- I think they just got to figure it out. It's, it's a, uh, it's a learning curve, but it, it really hurt this weekend. I saw Steve say something about, we're not going to be able to handicap cars anymore. Only drivers. Is that right? Yeah. Y- yes, it is. Um, the, the, the equipment disparity from last year and, and previous years is, is seemingly not there. You're, you're seeing a lot of like mid-tier guys 
um, run up front and it's really upsetting the apple cart. So we're going to have to handicap more driver skill, um, more so than, than equipment. And that's fine. Um, it's just, we're learning everything that, that's happening right now is just a data point that we'll, we'll have to refer back to later on. Um, it's really, really good racing though. I mean, you know, betting aside, it, it's exciting. Right, right. Steve's uh, Steve's brain, which is basically an Android brain, AI brain, is just uh, calculating right. right now. He's sitting at work just running <laughs> I'm, simulations. I'm I'm sure he uh, he stayed up all night running mental simulations. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> but next week is a, is a, a similar setup to to what we saw Sunday. So, um, I feel really good about what we'll cook up. Nice. We'll find out Friday what that's all about. That's I can't wait. Yes, sir. Panther, you brought some stories to my attention. I mean, the first one's baseball. They won't get a deal done today, right? That's just not going to happen. It just seems like they're way too far apart for them to be able to come to an agreement today. So I, if they hold to their their word, if Silverman you know, does what he says, then we're not going to have a 162-game season. So we'll see how this thing plays out. But uh, it doesn't look like anything's going to happen today. All right. Well, RIP baseball. It was fun. Fun knowing you. Catch you, catch you around. <laughs> I, I just feel like, man, we're not going to see baseball, and then we're going to bump into her at the bar, and you're like, oh, she got fat. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> no good. <laughs> oh, We've all been there. Yeah, oh, yeah no doubt. Uh, Panther, what was the other story you wanted to talk about? Well, the other story is, so I guess the uh, league owners are getting together this week. This is one of those weeks of meetings, and one of the topic of conversations is Arch's favorite topic. They're going to talk overtime rules, and it just seems like there's almost a foregone conclusion something will change. Now, how drastic that change is, I don't know, but it seems like there's a consensus that they want both offenses to be able to touch the ball. Arch, you had sent me something a while ago. You've got a you've got a theory here. You've got a plan. It, Let's it, hear it. It's not my plan. I heard this on a podcast, and I thought, wow, this is the most elegant solution to overtime in the NFL I've ever heard. Because every every overtime take I've ever heard is awful, just fucking awful. Uh, uh, you know, I'm the guy that's been saying if you don't want to don't want to lose in overtime, win in the first sixty minutes. That's that's my plan. Um, but the the solution I heard was. The game is over in overtime when the winning team gains possession of the ball. Full stop. That's it. It's over. When the winning team gets the ball. Okay, so that means the, the, the team got it in overtime. Yeah. They scored, albeit touchdown, field goal, whatever. whatever. So the other team gets the ball. Now, what happens? So, so, so let's play this out. Let's say uh, team A gets the ball, scores a field goal. Yep. Team B gets the ball, scores a touchdown. Is it over, or does Team A get the ball back? No, it wouldn't be over. It's when, when the winning team gets the ball back. The so, hey, oh, that, that, that could be. Now, would, would there be a time? Are they on the 15-minute clock, or be untimed? I, I would assume I didn't. they didn't really elaborate on that. I hadn't really thought it through because I hate thinking about overtime, but I would assume there's no clock. When the winning team gets the ball back, the game is over. <clears throat> See, one of the things that the NFL is big on and why they're reluctant to change is they they are big on time. They think they owe it to the networks. They owe it to the sponsors to get these games done in a timely fashion. Uh, And I wonder if the time will be one of the cruxes in any potential deal they do in modifying the overtime. A completely untimed overtime 
doesn't seem like something the NFL would be on board with. I wouldn't do this in the regular season. I wouldn't have overtime in the regular season, period. If you can't win in four quarters, it's over. It's a tie. Tough luck. It's too bad. Go cry. Go cry, everybody on Twitter. Uh, Bill, you got any take here? Because Arch and I are going to disagree the whole, the whole show. <laughs> I think gambling Twitter would go nuts if, you know, if there was no overtime, um, you know, in the regular season. But I kind of agree. I mean, if you can't win in 60 minutes, take a tie. I mean, that, that sure makes the playoff race at the end of the year a lot more fun. Um, but I, I think also with, with, you know, how popular red zone is now, I, you, you, could, you could have an untimed overtime. And, you know, um, I don't think it would affect the sponsors that much because, I mean, who watches it on network TV anymore? It's Ooh, probably majority on, on, on red zone, right? He's, he's throwing bombs at you, Panther. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm one of those cheap people that just pay for Netflix and Hulu and watch, watch whatever the game of the day is. Uh, I do like red zone. I mean, when I had red zone, it's, there's no reason to watch a game from kickoff to end because red zone you almost always got something going on in one of those games, particularly the, uh, the one o'clock, the early games. Uh, I look. I just respectfully disagree. This is the only sport, only sport at any level where a tie is okay. They don't do it in high school football. They don't do Canadian football. They don't do it in the fucking USFL that's coming up. Nobody's going to do it. The NFL needs to end overtime. Uh, I'm not paying you know millions of dollars to these athletes for them to kiss their sister at the end of 60 minutes. I want to see a winner, and they need to figure out how to be a winner. Whatever goes on in the playoffs in my opinion, needs to happen during the regular season. And I'd love, we get, get a little banter going on on Twitter, but I'd love to hear what the DJs have to say about this. Get this thing lit up today. Let's talk about this. All right. Uh, how, I just, go ahead. Go how, ahead do you feel about, uh, how do you feel about, about college rules? I mean, I, I mean, you know, if you, if you start from the, the 25, I mean, generally they get over pretty quick. Well, see, college got rid of that, though. They went to the, this two-point conversion BS, um, which is one play and done. I can see they're on that time thing, too. So after you get past, I think it's the, the first two overtimes at the 25-yard line, then they just go to straight two-point conversions. I think my idea is I would start at the 50-yard line. I'm not putting you in field goal range right out of the gate. So we talk about teams stopping somebody. Well, if they start at the 50-yard line, um, then there's a very good possibility that the defense could actually make a stop, and then somebody only has to move it 10 yards, kick a field goal, game over. But um, I think that a team needs to at least be able to move the damn ball for a first down before they have a field goal attempt. That's kind of my take on it. You want to destroy every record in the NFL, and you know gambling Twitter should lose their mind if they go through a college rule. What are you going to do with, oh, Patrick Mahomes threw 19 touchdowns in, in, in a game with overtime? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's... That's true. Right. I mean, how, how how closely do you hold the NFL record book? You, you know, you burn it, it. You just burn it on fire yeah, at you, that point. I feel oh, like no. we did that this year too. <laughs> yeah, nobody cares. They keep extending games. We're seventeen. I wouldn't be surprised if we end up at eighteen games sometime in the future. That's they, the plan. Of all these records we're going to get back. This is a major league baseball. Baseball is the only hollow ground of records. I, but the problem with most overtime takes is they take the game and fundamentally change what the game's all about. And I hate that. That's not college overtime. Maybe kind of fun to watch on TV, but it's not football anymore. It's something else entirely. I'm, I'm not even sure what it is. It becomes a brand new, different game, and I don't like that. 
It does, but it almost becomes, you ever notice when you take baseball, for example, for me, playoff baseball is completely different than regular season baseball. And so with overtime football, like it is, there's a finality to it, right? There's a, oh my God, this is the play. This is win or go home on this play. Uh, to, especially that two-point conversion. I thought I would hate it. I actually thought I would hate it. Then I watched it. I was like, this is pretty fucking exciting. Every play is like a, a full count, bases loaded, down by three pitch. Uh, and that's pretty exciting. So it'd be interesting to see what other people think about it. Uh, I don't have a problem with the one that you propose. As long as every team or both teams get to touch the ball and winner gets it or the leader gets it back, the winning team gets it back. I'm okay with that. That's not the worst proposal I've ever heard. It would happen unless the uh, the winning team kicked an onside kick and got it back. And then, then everybody could cry about it not being fair. Man, everything being fair is just ruining this world. God damn. <laughs> not Wait, everything has to be everybody fair. A trophy. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Not everything's going to be fair. And I hate over... I mean, like... <laughs> I don't know if, if Aaron Rodgers were to get hurt in, in, in a week three overtime game because we had to see who was we had to see who the winner was. What? It's not worth it. It's not worth it. We got bigger fish to fry. The long the more games get introduced in the NFL, the more you have to start thinking this like baseball. Now it's about or even the NBA. It's resource management and guarding your resources, protecting your resources from when they matter most. The more you play, the less every play means, the less every game means. Now you're really starting to think about protecting your guys. They don't care about protecting these guys. That's why they added games. That's why the, the first couple games of the this season suck because nobody plays preseason. They're, they, all they care about is the money. And if overtime, having an absolute winner – is going to bring them more money. Really would, but uh, that's all they care about. Okay, Phil. Any closing thoughts on this topic? I I agree so much. I agree with everything he's saying. Hundred percent. Phil's got it. Moral support. Moral support. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> all right well phil we'll wait for phil's connection to get a little bit more stable we'll take a pause right here to interject a programmed commercial because if you're not getting a live read commercial today everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And we're back. <laughs> All right, Panther, <laughs> NBA, what do you got? Yeah, it's like Phil's on the New Jersey Turnpike or something. <laughs> Oh, let's take a look at the Indiana Pacers going to the Orlando Magic. I mean, this has got to be like one of the games of the day, right? Yeah. Uh, Indiana's, you know, they got their new toys. Um, they, they've been playing much better. Orlando gets, I, I mentioned this yesterday in talking to Saxy, they're going to get um, Marco Fultz back today. And I don't know how many minutes he's going to get or what the rotation with him and Cole Anthony is going to be like. But uh, I just think the Indiana Pacers have the best player on the court in Tyrese Halliburton, and they've got a little better rotation and more depth 
the the fact that Orlando is ever so slightly favored, maybe it's a, a coin flip now, I'm not sure, but um, I saw at Orlando minus one. So I'm going to money line the Indiana Pacers here. I think the Pacers get the outright Ooh. win. Give me 10 bucks on the Pacers. Ooh. All right. Phil, you, you got to read on this game? I do. I, I actually, I'm on Indiana as well. Um, basically, for all the reasons that Panthers said, I, I, I think Halliburton is going to be the best player. Um, the Pacers, like, the best, worst team we've ever seen. I mean, they, they have talent throughout the entire roster and uh they just can't win but you know i I think maybe today they they will i mean orlando just they stink you gotta bet it i am i am i'm i'm putting uh one on one i see all right so you're gonna go pacers plus one and a half for a unit okay yeah give me Give me the points. Give me the points. <laughs> Will do. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm in the same boat here. I guess we have kind of a non-traditional kiss of death. So I love the Pacers today. Plus the one and a half. Uh, man, are we in the territory where we're scratching our heads a little bit at the spread, Panther? We kind of are, but Orlando hasn't been terrible at home. And Indiana's not been great. I mean, they, you're still kind of trying to find your identity with this team. Um, and they, you know, getting rid of Sabonis, uh, Turner's always banged up. So Orlando being favored is kind of questionable, but I really don't think these teams are that far apart. No, I don't either. All right. So kiss of death right out of the gate. Panther, what do you got next? Let's talk about the bulls going to the heat. Two of the alphas in the Eastern conference, Miami at home. I mean, just typical Miami, right? 20 and seven almost unbeatable at home. They've won four of their last five, playing pretty good offense, always playing good defense. The the guys that matter, Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, um, Bam Adebayo are all healthy. Kyle Lowry's out. Looks like he'll miss this game, but he's not really been a difference maker. They're, they're okay uh, with a distributor, with Jimmy handling the ball, with no Lowry. The Bulls, and look, we, we all love the Bulls, but on the road, 15 and 13 of their 22 losses, 13 of them have been away from the house that Michael built. And I think that's the problem today is them going to a, a very good playoff caliber team on the road. Chicago is going to struggle here. So I'm on the Miami Heat at home. I'm going to lay the three and a half points for 10 bucks. All right, Phil. I, I too am on this game um, in a, a different way. I agree uh, with no Lowry. I think Jimmy Butler is going to be the, the main facilitator tonight. Uh, so I am I, I got a couple different angles here. I'm going to take Butler over six and a half assists. Um, and that's minus 122 on FanDuel currently. And then if you want to go crazy, if you want to go a little James Bond, I'm taking Butler over eight assists and a Miami win. It's a player performance double, and that's plus 255. Ooh. So uh, that's the way I'm looking to bet the game tonight. I like it. I like it. I'm going to, I'm stre- I'm stretching just a little bit, just a little bit. And I, cause I don't really have much to play today. So I'm taking the bulls plus the four and a half on the road. I do think Miami wins, but I've got the bulls keeping it pretty fucking close. And I think they can keep it within four and a half. Maybe I'm stretching just a little bit. I'm trying to stretch across the goal line so I don't have to get into overtime and listen to everybody cry. So I'm going to put 10 bucks on the bulls plus four and a half. 
I have one more game for me. We're going to take a look at the Sacramento Kings going to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Another one of those shit kind of games. But I find it to be a little bettable. Sacramento sucks. My God, they're so bad. They've lost four in a row now. Three of those are on the road. They're on the road again, taking on a Thunder team who is not great, but they're not terrible at home. Uh, coming off that overtime win against the aforementioned Pacers, they're without Josh Giddy. They're without Dort. Um, they're without a couple other bench players. That's my issue here with Oklahoma City. If they don't have Giddy and they weren't to have Shea Gilgis Alexander, they really don't have a chance. They just don't have enough help for those two players. And if you're missing one of them, it's hard to bet this team. So as much as I hate this Kings team, I think they go into Oklahoma City and pull out the win. I'm laying the four and a half points and putting 10 bucks on the Kings. All right, Phil. Yeah. Um, we're, we're on our way to a kiss of death here. I think, um, mm. yeah, I mean, there's no giddy, no Dort, like you said, and giddy is, he is so much fun to watch, man. What a love. What kid. an awesome man. He's, he's a great passer. He can score when, when necessary. I, I love that guy. Um, but I've got, I've got two angles on this play. I'm taking uh, Sabonis to double-double and the Kings to win outright. That's another player performance double on FanDuel, and that's minus 128. So I'm, I'm, I'm laying that for a unit. And then um, also, when there is no Giddy, no Dort, like the last two games, um, Shy he scored 36 and 32. I mean, he's, he's the guy. He's the alpha. Um, so he, his points line is at 27 and a half right now. So I'm going over that. Um, and then the he also turns the ball over a lot when it's just him. He's got six and seven in his last two games, so I'll be keeping an eye on a turnover prop, and I'll I'll probably ship it on the over there too. So <laughs> <laughs> nice, uh, not quite a kiss of death here. Um, I'm come close. I'm leaning the Kings really hard, but I couldn't quite couldn't quite get over the hill. So just a lean for me on the Kings. Sorry guys. That's well, all right. That's all right. We should we'll probably be thanking you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> That's all I've got. Uh, you, you got any uh, anything else, Phil? We need to look at. Um, I was kind of leaning uh, the the uh, Raptors money line minus one forty. Is it out? Let's see. I couldn't find that one over on action. Minus three get... and a half. Let's see here. What Caesar's? Jersey has. Raptors are minus one fifty at one fifty five at uh, Unibet. Yeah, it's, it's just a lean. Um, Van Vliet's a, a you know a, a game time decision, so I'm, I kind of want some more news on him. Um, but you know, no Kyrie when the Nets are at home, so you know, I, I don't know, I don't know who plays for them. <laughs> so I'll just uh, I'll take Toronto if, if Van Vliet's going to be playing. Okay, is that it? That's the only other lean you had. That's, that's uh, and it's just uh, like a half a lean on Charlotte plus ten because the you know the Bucks they've lost four out of the last five. They just don't look right. Um, I mean, Charlotte stinks, but 10 is a ton. So I'll take Charlotte. Yeah. I'm leaning that way too with the, with the Hornets, with the 10 and a half close, really close. Maybe if it gets to 11, maybe I'll jump on it, but yeah. Panther, what about you? Man, I'm talking about Toronto and Brooklyn, you know, Brooklyn, I hate this team and I bet against them. And now we're, we're right back to where we were. We were all of last season. Fuck the Bucks, because that was one of those games where Brooklyn was like an eight and a half point dog and they actually won the game. Uh, so, and then, so when you move over to Charlotte and you're looking at them going against the Bucks, it's like 10 points. You, I mean, Charlotte has to be the play. You, you cannot trust Milwaukee right now 
with double-digit lines. I, I can't, especially when they lost to Brooklyn. I don't think Charlotte's any better or worse than Brooklyn. So I definitely would be leaning Charlotte, but I don't find either one of those teams bettable. All right. The only other game I almost bet, and I was damn close, was uh, Timberwolves at Cavaliers. Uh, the T-Wolves minus three looks really nice. Looks really nice, but I, I need three I need three keys to turn, and I only have two and like two and a half keys turning. So, man, is it close. I really I want to talk myself into it, but I haven't. I, I think the T-Wolves are the play. Well, they've got the best three-point shooter in the league. That's right. Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> that, what was that, a plus 1,200 winner you yeah, gave it was. out? Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're great. still spending that money. Oh boy! Uh, look, I'm with, I'm with you, Arch. I couldn't get myself to do it because Cleveland's at home. They're 19 and nine at home. But when you look at Cleveland here, no Karis Levert, no Rajon Rondo, no Darius Garland. I don't know who handles the rock. And you know how I feel about having a facilitator, a ball handler. All of their ball handlers are out. So to me, this puts Cleveland at a severe disadvantage you saw against washington they only put up 92 points 92 points is not going to be enough to beat the t-wolves i think the t-wolves are the play i just couldn't get myself to pull the trigger mm. all right all right that's all the thoughts i have in the nba are we good nobody nothing else that's all i've got all right i'm good we're heading over to the ice only a couple games or a few games i should say i always, I always get a couple and few mixed up all right panther what have you got in the nhl i'm actually going to take a look at two of them let's start with vancouver going to new jersey vancouver's won four of their last five three in a row uh coming off that big win against the rangers going against a devil's team that's not very good and not very good at home 10 and 13 and three at home the devils have lost three of their last four they gave up eight goals to the chicago blackhawks I don't even know if that's fathomable to give up eight goals to the Blackhawks, but they managed to do it. Uh, so they're, they're not playing very good defense. They're goaltending. I mean, their goals against for the season's 3.6. That's pretty high. I think Vancouver can go into Jersey and sneak out this win. So I'm looking at a plus line on Vancouver. Uh, so give me 10 bucks on the Canucks. All right, Phil, you're just going to moral support everything, right? Moral support. <laughs> <laughs> This is one of those, I I don't know what's going on. The line opened even, which, you know, opened minus 111 both sides, which confuses me. And now it's moving in the devil's direction, which confuses me even more. I think you're right. I think Vancouver should win. I think they win six out of ten times. I don't know what the hell is going on here. I would scare me off because what the fuck is happening? I thought I saw it move it, move towards New Jersey, and then it's kind of regressing to where it's moving okay. back towards Vancouver. If that's how it goes, then that makes more sense. The universe is as it should be, and then I would bet Vancouver. But right now, it's cats and dogs living together. <laughs> All right, one more game for me. Let's take a look at Toronto going to Washington. This is one of those where the line has kind of got me scratching my head. The Maple Leafs coming off that 10-goal performance against Detroit. That was a football score, 10-7. to 7. Uh, Going against Washington, who's only put up two goals in their last, uh, what, two games. They lost 4-1 to one to the Rangers, 2-1 to one against the Flyers. They've been on the road for four straight games, coming home. We've talked about that, the coming home thing, first game back kind of thing. So, I for me, like, Toronto should be maybe minus 170, Ooh. and they're at minus 135. I, this one just kind of, I, I'm not on board with this line, but I'm, Maybe it's a gift. Maybe it's a trap. I don't know. But you know me. I'm dick first into it. Give me 10 bucks on the Maple Leafs. 
Phil? I'm I'm kind of scared whenever Panther says he's going dick first into something. So I'm just going to stand on the sidelines with some moral support here, too. Yeah, everyone's scared. Uh, men, women, family courts, they're all scared. Yeah, they're all scared. Yeah, Panther, I think you're on the right side of this one. I do think Toronto wins. And I'm a little less concerned here because if action's right, which is a dubious prospect, um, Toronto opened up plus, one, plus 105. Now they're minus 130. So, why? Why would they have been the underdog in the first place? I don't know. I don't know why, but the money is ha- they've got to be hammering Toronto. They're making that line move. So I like it. At the minus 130, I, I yeah, I'm with you. Let's do it, Toronto. Boom, we're in. That's all I got. Unless we want to talk about the third one. I might as well, right? Bruins Kings. Uh, Bruins. Yeah. yeah, Bruins Kings. I mean, look, the Kings are playing great hockey right now and they're at home going against a Bruins team that is always, you know, someone's like Boston and St. Louis are just a thorn in everybody's ass, but Boston, you know, they're playing good, good enough offense, but they're playing great defense. They haven't given up more than two goals in each of their last four wins, including that big five win over the avalanche who I think is kind of like the measuring stick, but the Kings have been playing well in their own right. This game was too close to call. I think for me, it was probably a 50, 50, a slight lean to Boston. But when you factor in the plus line, I wouldn't fault anybody for taking the Kings. I'll lean the Kings because of that plus line. But I just think this one's way too close to call. (laughs) Phil, there's no moral support to give on this one. I think, right? Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm out of options on this one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, I, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. not a hockey guy. I apologize. It's okay. Uh, plus 115 on the Kings. Yeah, it looks nice. I'm, the line movement has me a little worried, but I do think yeah, with it's tempting with the plus 115. I, I would p- sprinkle a little bit on the Kings. They should win. Right. Phil, did you have anything else you wanted to touch on? I've, I've, uh, I mean, if we're, if we're just talking about, you know, what we're playing, yeah. I got a little, got a little women's tennis parlay if anybody's interested. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. All right, loyal DJs, throw it out there. Yeah, let's 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 get down on this. So, uh, two of them are going to be from WTA Monterey, uh, and we're taking Cerebus Tormo and Beatrice Idad Maya, and then the third leg is going to be from WTA Lion, and that's Anaconda over Katie Bolter. And if you put all three of those together, you get plus one thirty six. Um, so, I mean, there's there's a lot of reasons I'm on it. Um, but, you know, the names are hard to pronounce. But those are the, the three <laughs> ladies that I'm putting together for a plus 136 parlay for a unit. Nice. Let's do it. Let's jump on that. That'll be fun. All right. Uh, Iceberg wants us to know that he is taking Vancouver. a boy, Iceberg. Moral support. There it is. Moral support. <laughs> All right, so almost a kiss of death there. Almost a kiss of death there. What do we talk about today? We talked about overtime. We talked about life is not fair. Uh, we talked about the NBA. We talked about NASCAR and Phil. He's firing every pit crew out there in under the sun, everywhere, everywhere, just firing Rest them all. Brian Blaney's pit crew. He goes to Jiffy Lube and just screams at those guys too when he changes the oil in his car. <laughs> we talked about the NHL as well, and uh, what else? Oh, women's tennis. Any final thoughts, Phil? Um, I'm also playing one uh, college basketball chalky oh. parlay. Oh. Yeah, let, let's get after it. We're going. We're taking UNC money line over Syracuse, Iowa over Northwestern, and UCLA over Washington. That'll get you to minus one nineteen. So we're eating a lot of chalk, but I like it. There you go, Panther. Take us home. 
All right, we'll get out of here. Hey, having Phil was awesome. We're going to do this again. I enjoyed it. Thanks for showing up, Phil. Since Max is a part-timer now, we're going to need you. Let's get out of here with a Panther parlay. I like those Indiana Pacers, the Sacramento Kings, God forbid, and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Put those three together. It'll be your Panther parlay. We're hanging out on Facebook, mostly on Twitter. Give us a shout-out by name. We will holler right back. And most importantly, let us know what you did over the weekend, what you're doing tonight, when it's all said and done, kids. It's all make some money, fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.